Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. You know, I'm not going to preach very long. It's going to be a very, very uh, brief message. We come around this time of year, every year in the Filipino culture. In fact, we love Christmas that much. When we were there for our mission trip 2019, September, the trees were going up already in September, not just in shops, but this is how much you know the nation loves Christmas, but in people's lounge rooms in September. Can, I, can all the Filipinos say amen? Amen. You know, it's true. You know, it's true. And so we come around this time of year and, and perhaps many of us in the room put up a, a tree in our own homes. This tree represents, as, the, as it now is a Christian holiday, the evergreen tree, which represents immortality, the life of Jesus that lives on forever. The, the spiky shrubs that represent the crown of thorns. But there is a tree that I want to talk to you guys today, and is, that is the cursed tree. And below it says, Jesus loves you. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus loves you. Jess said it so beautifully, I'm not sure if you noticed. It, uh, it, it got me in tears right away. The thought of it at the start of the service, Jesus who came, to, who was born to die, he literally came and he was born to die. And the next, um, next slide that we have, an angel talking to Joseph. He said, and she, talking about Mary, will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua, Deliverer, Messiah, for he will save his people from their sins. A prophesied king. Over 300 prophetic words over hundreds of years coming down to this moment in the turn from BC to AD that we see Jesus who was prophesied to come down to born to be born to die for you and me let's go to the next slide it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. You know, in the garden, in the beginning, in the garden of, um, of Eden, with Adam and Eve, they were instructed not to eat from the tree of good and evil. For if they did, death will come upon them. And so it is with that act of disobedience, from that, from that point, sin came into the earth. And it was considered a curse. And so it's fitting in Deuteronomy that we see that the most reprehensible sinner, the worst sinners of all, would die a death on a tree, on a cross, a wooden cross, a cursed tree. You might be in this room today and watching online and you think, I've done the worst of sins. I've done something so bad that people don't even know about in this room. I've done something so crazy that if I tell you, it, it would just shock you. But Jesus had to die this kind of death. He wasn't just put to death, then buried. He was put to public shame, hanging on the tree for you and me. The worst possible death of his time. Curses everyone who hangs on the tree. Let's go to the next slide. Galatians 3.14. But as he does this, 
that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith, the blessing of Abraham. Who are we to have any right to come into the family of God? Born of sinners, living a life of rebellion, but through Christ Jesus. This is the blessing of Abraham found in Galatians 12 verse 3. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. We see it throughout history that the individuals and nations who turn to God are called blessed. That there is people in this room that have been in prison, have been addicted to drugs of all sorts, and now they have been set free. And we look at their lives and we call them blessed. No longer is the curse working against them, but they are now children of God. Let's go to the next slide. It says this. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. Everyone say, alive with Christ. He forgave us. Let's read this together. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. He has taken away our sins, our shame, our guilt, nailing it to the cross. I love this next part, which is up on the screen, verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross. He made a public spectacle of the powers and the authorities that would make a public spectacle of you. Perhaps you are in this room and you remember, let's recall for a minute now, what life was like before you came to Jesus. How much the enemy had a grip on you. How much that he would love to taunt you amongst his cohort of demons and say, look at this fool. Look at this idiot. Getting drunk once again. Getting, dr getting high once again. Messing up, stuffing up once again. They'll never be free. They'll never get out. But Jesus having disarmed the powers and authorities, making a public spectacle of the enemy for your behalf, triumphing over our captors by nailing our sins to the cross. Jesus, a holy man, fully God and fully man who walked this earth, who knew no sin, became sin on our behalf, took on our sins and our mistakes, so that we may be called the righteousness of God, that we may become right with God. This gift of salvation for you and for me. And He takes away all your shame. He takes away all your guilt. There is no one else in this world, in history, that has the power to do what Jesus has done for you and me. There was no one else found worthy apart from Jesus to die a gruesome death, to hang on a cursed tree for you and me. So we come around this time of year with these beautiful trees that we have in our home. Every second year we, we decide to get a, a real tree. 
we have this nice plastic tree built in lights. Then every second year, this year being, we go through a Christmas tree farm and we bring home that smell of Christmas. But can, can I suggest something? All year round, there is a powerful cursed tree that rules and reigns in our lives. And we point people to that tree. We point people to a hope that there is a saviour that can set them free from their sins. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Free from what? Free from your sin, free from your bondage and slavery to sin. Your vicious cycle of getting high, of, of, of messing up, of stuffing up, feeling down, it feels good for a moment and then you, you come down and you're like, what am I doing with myself? Setting you free. He is truth and He is grace. And you're in this room today and you know you need Jesus. You know you need the forgiveness of God for your sins. If I can have Ange um, to join me in the keys and the worship team ready to come up as well. You might be in this room as well and you're a, you're a Christian. You've been walking this life, yet if you admit in your heart you've got a dry relationship with the Lord. And I sense before getting up today in prayer that He wants to reignite the fire in our hearts to really bring it back to what it all means. It's not this religious thing that we do every Sunday or during the week. It's a relationship with a man named Jesus. So this morning you have an opportunity not to be introduced to a religion, but to be introduced to a man who loves you so much that he gave up his heavenly throne to come and be born of a humble birth in a manger. And we sing about that you know the lyrics, away in a manger, our precious Lord Jesus, who would come in a form as a man and to grow up with all of life's challenges and pressures and temptations, and he overcame them all. He's a man of sorrows, Isaiah says, acquainted with our griefs. He's not just this deity that is distant from your pain. He knows every single thing that you're going through. And so this morning, you might have come as a guest of a friend or a family member. You might be walking with the Lord as well. But you know in your heart of hearts, you need, you need to get right with God. So we're going to give everyone an opportunity right now with every eye closed and head bowed. If you know you need to get right with God, you've never given your life to Him. Or perhaps you've walked away and you need, you need to come back. Without anyone looking around right now, can I just get you to quickly slip up your hand? Yeah, I see that hand. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else in the room that you know you need to get right with Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Let's be up in our feet. You might be watching online and you know this is for you as well. Can I just get you to uh, just message us in the background and let us know if you're making this decision. But can we all just uh, pray 
a prayer of um, commitment, salvation, and dedication to the Lord. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again and confess with your mouth that He is Lord, you shall be saved. Our sins is enough for us to send us into an eternity away from God to a place called hell, the lake of fire that Jesus warned us about. For all have sinned. You're not an exception. For all have sinned, the Bible says, and fallen short of the glory of God. But God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So right now in this moment, can we just take a minute or two and let's just pray this prayer. Let's repeat these words after me. So Heavenly Father, I come to You right now and I ask for Your forgiveness. I'm so sorry for all my sins. I turn my life around and I turn to You. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Enter my heart and be my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Can we give it up for those that pray that prayer? You know, um, Jesus is so worth our efforts, our um, everything that we do for Him. And so I, I don't want to do a disservice to His suffering in this moment right now, that there may be people in the room, you raised your hand or perhaps you didn't, but you prayed a prayer just then and you meant it from your heart and you know you need to get right with God. So can I get you... Mighty man, mighty woman of God right now, just to turn to your neighbor and ask, did you pray that prayer? Would you like to come down to the front? Because if you pray that prayer, we'd like to invite you here at the altar right now and pray with you and welcome you to the family of God. I'm also going to do a call out this Christmas. Perhaps your walk with the Lord has become dry. It's not full of life. It's just full of routines and rituals. There's no passion in your heart, no flame in your spirit for Him anymore. But you want to, re- you want to reignite that fire for Him. As we come around, joy to the world, can I ask you to come and fill the front here as well? Is He worth our whole life? The Bible says, Love the Lord your God with all your strength all your soul and all your might. So as we come around in one more worship song today, can we give Him our all? Amen. And if you, if you know you need to, if you know you need to relight that flame, can I invite you to come meet us here at the front as well. Bless you, church. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Instagram, fire.church, Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.